There's Matt celebrating. I see an Osborne. They're going to win. Get All they need is a touchdown. Double Doink says TD. Here it is. Long ball to Get Osborne. Off. Touchdown. Whoa. Vikings win. Vikings win. Can't imagine if you're going to look at this replay for two months. Now it's like a touchdown. Kirk says you're welcome, baby! KJ! Try to stop Kaylee Cole! Hey, let's go to the roll-in real quick. I'll zip through it. Ready to join the conversation. Win or lose. Victory or agonizing defeat. Disappointment or glory. Climbing the pocket is here. There we go, everybody. It's Dave here. And to my viewers left, my right, we have Yinka, the sexiest man in Minnesota. Followed by Matt, all the way there from Minnesota in his green room. And at the far end, on the left coast, we have the one, the only, the only one with his own intro music, Flip Mazze. Yo, give me some W's in the chat. W's in the chat. Vikings 34, Panthers 28. First road victory of the year. Let's go. Was it easy? Of course not. None of y'all thought it was going to be easy going into this game. Don't act like you thought it was going to be easy. But they get the W. Steven, yes, we did. Got the W's in the chat coming in. <laughs> Let's do highlights. Hey, Let's do highlights. Hey, I think we need to talk right away. Yinka's the one here that never swayed on his opinion. He knew yeah. that we were going to go down and score. He's been calling it since we went live, even before that. So here's the thing, you guys. I will forever be a Vikings fan. But, boy, am I tired of this stuff. <laughs> Up by 11 what was it, fourth and ten on, like, inside the five, and they get a 40-yard catch. They score, tie up the game, and go to overtime. With a, with a quarterback who would, who I think, I don't even know what the ending stats were. He was probably, like, what, 17 and 41 or something like that. Why did we, why, why was this game close? He did everything possible to give us the game. And the defense started to step up even more so. And my problem with this is, is there are going to be people who are going to walk away from this game feeling good about that performance from the Vikings. And that's that was my point for my tweet uh, an hour and some change ago, is you cannot walk away from a game like this and feel good about this football team. Because at the end of the day, this should have been a very clear, decisive victory. Sam Darnold is not a, has not played well all game. The Vikings defense actually played really, no, really no, well. Not, no, that's not true. 
We knew it was going to be a close game. Why are we acting like we're upset that it was a close game? We knew it was going to be a close game into it. So why are we like, okay, oh, the okay. But, but, here's, but here's the thing, Flip. There's a difference between predicting that it was going to be a close game and then actually playing the game and seeing, oh, no, he's really bad. We should be winning this pretty sizably. That's the difference. We can predict. I thought it was going to be a relatively close game. And then it was like, oh, okay, this should be a very easy game for us to put away. With the weapons that we have on offense and how well the defense was playing, this is a very, very easy game to put away. But the problem is, is we don't play to win. We play not to lose. The only reason why the, the, the Panthers were in that game is because we settled for field goals. We didn't step on their throats when we're up uh, by 11. No, we played not to lose. And that continually becomes the issue with why the Vikings will never become more than a one uh, playoff game winning team at best. This is, this is a Vikings W. Come on. I've got two cherries for this game. Cherry number one. That's KJ. Honestly, the, honestly, right the only there. W that this this right stands there. for is Wimps because that is exactly how they be playing for Cherry sixty minutes. Two. Cherry number two. That's for the Mike Zimmer defense. You can you can take all the cherries, apples, oranges, all you want to. This was not a good performance by the team, and I'm not going to celebrate that. I refuse to enable that. But Look, there, there are highlights and lowlights. Is all I'm saying. But Yinka. This team has showed that it does have the talent across the board and spots to be very good. If they ever put it oh, all yeah. together, they can be dominant. Taking this win will put them at 500. They basically have a fresh start to the season going into the gauntlet, right? But that's, but that's the thing is... Uh, so, so to that point, there's two things there. One, I completely agree. That is why it's it's kind of frustrating why we have games like this because they do have the talent to be to perform and be way, way better. This game shouldn't have been close based on the talent that they have, but they keep bad teams in games despite having the players to shut out these teams. And then the second thing is like again, I feel like I feel like Hawkeye in Endgame, right? When he turns to uh, Natasha, he's just like, don't give me hope. Like, that's how I feel going into every single one of these games because now I feel like, oh, we're 500. We're, you know, we're, we're right back in it. And, yeah, from a, from a, I, I guess from a record standpoint, yeah, we're, we're still in playoff contention. I'm sorry I couldn't but from, you sooner. But when we face this next gauntlet of good teams, I don't feel like this is going to be a football team that we're going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, did, we probably just bought Mike Zimmer two more games, right? But I'm like, why? If, no, if we're not going to anything. Season. We didn't buy Mike Zimmer two more games. We bought Oli Udo two more games. All right? <laughs> we we bought Xavier Woods two more games. I mean, I, like, I feel come like on. we're, we're like, nitpicking the wrong things here, though. Like, can we just talk, though? And this is going back to Yinka's point uh, of 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 not playing to win. They're just playing not to lose. This is two consecutive weeks in a row which I, I am happy that we won, absolutely ecstatic. But we still need to – like, this is a glaring issue. They don't know how to put away games. And you can get away with that against the 0-6 Lions. You can get away with that with the with Sam Darnold and the Panthers. You cannot do that against Lamar and the Ravens coming up. You cannot do that against Dak and the Cowboys. You cannot do that against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You have to figure it out now. And that's why there has to be some hesitation – 
with celebrating this victory. Yes, we won. Cool. We're 500 going into the bye. People get healthy. Let's go. But there are a lot of glaring things on this off on this team that need to be addressed before I all feel I, confident saying well, that we I can go into the playoffs. Is, and do I'm anything. not saying it was a perfect game. All I asked for is that we won the game in overtime on a last second touchdown pass to a guy that y'all told me sucked for four no. months before Whoa. the season began. So give me your highlights before we talk about the lowlights. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> give me your highlights from this game. But but flip to that point. I you know you want to celebrate highlights. the win. I know you want. To, oh, one second, one second. I know you want to celebrate the win. But this is the this is the the problem is is we get to the point where we're just so happy with the fact that we win that we're not talking about how can we make this actual winning thing more sustainable. And we're kind of we're kind of call attention to like, hey, this this winning thing isn't sustainable the way that they are playing. Who was your player of the game, Yinka? Who was your player of the game? Uh, um, probably Adam Thielen. Okay. At who was your player of the game? Uh, I am going to say it's Christian Derrissa, um, and maybe just a little bit uh, not as splashy. Obviously, I do think Thielen played a great game, right? Like. He hadn't been targeted a lot the last couple of weeks. He played outstanding. But um, Christian Derrissaw played very well against Brian Burns um, and Reddick. And there was a couple, you know, mistakes that he made. But very like he solidified that left side of the line. Him and Ezra today were were very good um, in giving Kirk some, some time. Except for at the end there when uh, I think Brian Burns just blew past Derrissaw for that. Yeah, but uh, that was – scramble. I think that was the only one. Normally if Derrissaw right. locked on to him right. – Burns was done at that point. Yeah, um, no, Darren, I'm quite pleased in his, in his with his first game. Ever. Yeah. Dave, who's your player of the game? I do like Darisaw, but mine was Tomlinson. Dalvin Tomlinson was a force in the middle. And that whole defensive line, um, Patterson had Lynch going in there and Armand Watts going in there, and they were all producing. The only names I didn't get here – heard called i heard one of them once but i didn't hear weatherly um obviously daniel hunter was daniel hunter he was chasing and causing havoc and so was everson griffin but um dalvin tomlinson for me out of the big round bellies especially on the d side was the player to game needs of game ball he was awesome for me this is gonna be this is gonna be hot take. I'm going with Clint Kubiak, and you know, <laughs> make me no. choke on my beer. First off, you said player of the game, so I need a player from you. But and then oh, right, right, <laughs> and okay, uh, want, that play you, calling you wanna, I have a hard time with. You know, for me, I'm going fourth here. So y'all have already picked three players. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with just. Patrick Peterson, honestly. I thought we matched up well with those Panthers wide receivers better than we thought we were gonna have we were gonna have. We were worried about long speed. We never got beat deep. The defense played very well for three quarters, and Patrick Peterson was a big part of that. And you know, was Can it I a interrupt perfect game? Again, no. Go ahead. We say that because I was gonna tweet something out in the game talking about the defense. Did they really play well? Like, I, yes. I'm, I'm honestly asking that because they got bailed out so many times on drops. 
So many times. And so I struggle saying that they played really well today. I think that they, they, play, they played fine, but I don't think that they played to the yeah. level that they're capable of because they did get bailed out a lot. Well, I, and I, I, do, and I don't know if we can give yeah. the defense credit on that. Yeah, but I how many times are those outside. drops because the receivers are hearing ghosts, are hearing, I can tell you from playing, going across the middle, I could hear the linebacker that's two yards behind me chasing me, right? How many of that was the receivers going, oh shit, I'm about to be killed and dropping the ball, right? Versus concentrating on the ball, I'm going to catch it and then go. That's partially on the defense. It's not just that the receivers dropped. Defense may have gotten into their heads. So I'm not going to give it all on bad passes or drop balls. That partially is caused by the defense itself. So I'm going to say defense played well. A good defense doesn't let a team go 90 yards to tie the game. Okay, if you want to just judge one drive, sure. But, <laughs> I, I mean, a, a good, a a good defense drive. also doesn't allow a blocked punt. What are we talking about here? Like, they played lights out. Lights out. They took advantage of a bad quarterback game, which they did against the Browns as well. But we actually paired that with an offense that targeted Adam Thielen and Jester Jefferson at a high rate. They leaned on Dalvin Cook. They leaned on all of their stars to produce good results. And while it wasn't perfect, all of the reasons we won this game are because of our best players. There's not a single reason you can talk about about why the Vikings won this game that doesn't include an Adam Thielen or a Dalvin Tomlinson or a Patrick Peterson or a Dalvin Cook. Those are the guys who won us this game. And those are the same guys who we're going to have to count on after the bye week. So, yes, they have a bunch of cleanup, and we can talk about lowlights, but at least we know that our best players are playing well. They got him the ball. Now is Kirk Cousins one of those players? I thought Kirk was a little off. <laughs> I think Yink has Yinka, got something Yinka, there. I know you got things to say. <laughs> Honestly, here's the thing. I don't even like as much as I bag on 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 Kirk. It's hard for me to completely put any of the issues that we're having on the offense on him um, because I do think he's playing well. I think the offensive scheme is handicapping him from being able to play better or at least be able to better evaluate how well he's actually operating within the system. Um, because again, we're playing not to lose. We're not playing to win. Um, I do think there was a couple of those drives where it's just like, okay, just let Kirk, you know, drive us down and see see how it goes. But again, up 11, I understand why you're running the football, but why not just be up 18, you know? And then you don't have to worry about what happened at the very end. And for me, you it's, want less Kirk Cousins, more Dalvin Cook, or you want less Dalvin Cook, more Kirk Cousins? Well, I think I think for this offense to run efficiently, it has to be more Kirk Cousins and less Dalvin Cook. Because the problem is the only reason why they were even in this game is because they kept running Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook started slow, had a better uh, second half. But the problem is, is they're running to uh, run off the clock, right? Instead of just like, oh, why don't we just score? Because if we just score, screw the clock, 
because we're up by 18, you know, but they're like, oh, well, there's no way they're going to get 11 points in, you know, two and a half minutes, but they four do. Minutes, yeah. And that's or four minutes or however long it was. Yeah, and then, it was and that, that's four, my issue. With four minutes left, when we started driving, we got all the way down to the 20 ish somewhere in there. Right. And then what they do, handoff, handoff, handoff. And you immediately saw, I saw, I commented on it, told Mary offline, told my daughter, they have now gone into less, let's waste time and defend the win mode versus let's score seven, go for the two extra points and make it even more difficult and put their, you know, foot on the throat. That's what they should have done. I think that's what you're talking about, Yinka. Is it not? Yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't think any of this is like I am not blaming Kirk Cousins. I, I think he's trying his best to operate within this game, and he's actually playing pretty well. But, again, the office is handicapping him because it is a, it's a coaching decision, right? It's a Zimmer thing. It is he is telling Kubiak, do not lose us this football game. And so he, Kubiak is calling the – I'm sorry? They were so aggressive. They were so they were aggressive. up until that point. They were in some moments of the game, but there were other moments where they did wave the white flag. Like you should. Right. But my I question is: that Kubiak or is that Zimmer? How much That's does Zimmer, Zimmer actually it's influence Zimmer. It's Zimmer. It's, it's, it's Zimmer. definitely Zimmer. It's, it's definitely it's, Zimmer. You can because this has been happening. This has been happening since he's been here. You know, every every OC that we get. They, it's like they go somewhere else and they're like super, super aggressive and they're like, oh, it was always That's Zimmer. It's always been That's Zimmer. Not true. You can't name a, a single offensive coordinator who went to a different location and was more aggressive. You can't. What's, uh, is, uh, what's the old boy's name in uh, Cleveland right now? Kevin Stefanski, Stefanski? runs more heavy sets and more conservative, runs. Play, more runs than any coach in the NFL right now. Yes, Kubiak is a rookie, Stephen. Yes, we know that, and he's struggling through some of this. I, I, I still do think it's on Zimmer. I think what Zimmer does is he says he's overall in charge. Hey, he he kind of gives Clint the 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 nod of like, "Yep, we're going to do this," or "No, we're not," and then Clint calls a play off of that. It's like, look, look, in a game where Adam Thielen is only getting three targets, I'm going to hate on the offensive play calling, but. Thielen got 13 targets today. Justin Jefferson got fifth, like 12 to 11 targets today. So we're targeting these guys. And is the play result always going to be great? No, you're going to miss deep shots. You're going to miss the deep over to Justin Jefferson. You're going to miss the fade, which is fine. But like when they miss those plays to come back all the way back and say that we were too conservative is just, it's, it's but- not. It's not a good representation of what actually happened. Well, see, so here's so here's the difference then, Flip, because I, 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 I'm not discounting that point. But what I'm also adding to that point is essentially what happens is, is this now becomes situational football, right? Where it's you have the lead, you're up by, let's say, 10 or more points, which is enough for a team within four minutes to score twice, like, like it's been happening, right? right? So situationally, what it, what a lot of the good teams do, I'm just going to score again and not just settle for a field goal or not just settle for, oh, we have, they, there's not enough time because I'm relying on my defense. But no, I'm just going to, I'm going to be as aggressive as score. I would rather this team uh, be aggressive, throw up, throw an interception, trying to score 
turn the ball over trying to score than doing what we keep doing time and time again, which is, oh, well, I trust this defense just not uh, to, to keep us in this, uh, to make sure that we win the football game. I want it to be, and I want it to feel like I trust the offense to win, not I, tr- I trust the defense to help us avoid losing. And that's how they're playing. Peter, we have enjoyed the win today, uh, especially me and Flip. There is, uh, we're getting into a little bit more than that. I'm happy with this win. What to expect coming out of the bye. And as we talked, Peter, this team has talent all around it. um, On defense, on offense, on special teams. And if it can all be put together and used more aggressively, this team has a ton of promise. But it's that lack of considerable aggression that we're opining at the moment. That's what we like to see. We can talk about like serious low lights. Like we can talk about Oli Udo. Well, I'm about to say, we're getting to what were the low lights of the game? Flip, let's start with you. You ended up with the highlight last. I like, I really don't trust this offensive line at all. And it's hard to say because I do love seeing Christian Derrissaw getting in there and getting experience. And I think he's going to be better with time. But like every, every successful run was Dalvin Cook inventing something out of nowhere. And very early in the game, it was like first and 10 run. We're getting stuff for a three yard loss. So I just don't think that the offensive line is good enough to execute things on the way that Clint Kubiak wants to run things. And they have, they got the bye week to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they will. Matt, but what, who's your what, low Do you line? think that you, you think it's a Clint Kubiak issue, not a Zimmer issue? I think Clint Kubiak has a very difficult job right now. I mean, he's trying to design things in his rookie season for an offense that has great weapons and not not good offensive line play. He's trying to introduce a rookie left tackle, a rookie left tackle into the NFL, a guy that's only been a part of 18 practices in his professional career. And the the least he can do is be like, okay, I'm going to target Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen at a high rate. And I'm going to hand the ball off to Dalvin Cook. To me, that makes sense. Is it always going to go well? Is the execution always going to be 100%? No. But the approach, the strategy makes sense. Matt, who's your uh, low light of the game? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a low light, but this team misses Michael Pierce in the middle there on the defensive line. And it's very obvious. Um just too many times that they're just running straight up the middle. Um, and I, I guess I was kind of hoping more from, from Dalvin Tomlinson to to kind of step up there. And he did in some aspects, but um, – They didn't Michael move Pierce, to the middle. They put in – Right. Lynch or Watts. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, I, I guess it's not a low light, but uh, I'm hoping that Pierce can, can get healthy and get back uh, after the bye week because we're going to need him against uh, – you know, we come out of that bye week with with the Cowboys and the Ravens, and you got Zeke and Pollard, and then the Ravens are you know 
they run the ball more than anybody in the NFL, and so you're going to need some and some the good quarterback run defense. does too. Yeah, on top well. of it, Jim didn't like Udo. Uh, yeah, it, I'm I also like like this is the hot take, but like Kirk Cousins, he's like tripping over his offensive lineman's feet. He's missing Justin Jefferson deep. Like you had those plays. You like Kirk has some of those plays like two to three times per game where he just looks like the dumbest player in the NFL. And we saw that today. So I'll put that out as another low light. Diego, who is your low light? Uh player or just play? Either, Either one. Um, well, play is the one that I mentioned earlier about that, you know, that fourth and whatever it was in 41 yard strike. I mean, I, I just think that that's just not acceptable in any capacity. Now I will say Darnold threw a hell of a ball. Um, I just don't like, I just don't think that you should allow that to happen, but, um, I need to look, I need to go back and look at the tape, but I, as, as well as he's been playing, I think there's times where we're seeing Everson Griffin's age at times um, because I think some of those outside runs by DJ Moore um, and just uh, is a Hibbert or Hibbert um, that they're, they're uh, running back. Um, there are just too Hubbard. many times where you were able to what, say that again. Hubbard. Chuba Hubbard. Hubbard. That's what it is. Yeah, there were too many times where he was able to bounce it on that outside on, on Griffin's side, which I don't know if it was just him or Griffin was either trapped or over-pursued, um, but there wasn't very good contain there, and there was enough times where he was able to pick up quite a bit on on uh, just like, you know, kind of two- or three-yard plays, and he's picking up, you know, eight or nine. Um, so, again, have to go back and look at it, but I, I do think that that's maybe an Everson-Griffin issue um, could be wrong, but I want to go back and actually watch that to see. Could be. My disappointment was Oliudo with all the mental. I call mistakes like especially being illegal motion and holdings, blatant holdings to get called yeah, a lot of mental mistakes. A lot of like not just on Udo, but and I want Udo to go. Now my question is. If Udo's continuing down this road of making these sort of mental mistakes, disciplinary style, when is when do we try Wyatt Davis? And we don't know. We don't see him in practice. But when does Wyatt Davis come up? And if that's the case, if Wyatt Davis beats him out because he's better, I'm cool with that. But it's also disappointing because I wanted to see Ole Udo succeed. I do well, believe this O-line has gotten better. And I did like that Darisol was in there and held his own. I look forward to seeing his grade. It wasn't all that pretty, and there were some technique issues I have fought with, but he did hold his own. So Oliudo to me, today had the worst game of just about anybody. I saw, trying to think of anybody on the defense that had a terrible game. And, yeah, there were some times, but there's no terrible. Uh, Barr was non-existent, or at least you never heard of him. But other than that, I mean, it is what it is. I was telling Mary, we all want excellence. We expect excellence. There's a lot of talent on this team, and we expect to win. All right, I'm the old well, fucker. This is where this is where, like, I agree with Yinka in that, you know, 
we we started the year and a lot of people were like this is an eight and nine nine and eight team hmm. and then there were other people who were like this is a playoff team well what have we seen so far we've we've seen that average mediocre team so don't tell me that this team is capable of greatness don't tell me that this team has a great roster don't tell me that the coaches are a competitive advantage because we can't expect to beat the Panthers by two scores. If you came into this game thinking that was possible, that's on you. That's not on me. So right now, like Christian Darris saw a good game. Justin Jefferson, he learned an important lesson for the future of his career. But am I trying to be like trying to – project how this team could beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl? No, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to say, hey, we thought it was going to be a tight game. We won a close game. So let's take the right lessons, move into the bye week, and see our young players progress. We got three head nuts. KJ <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. There's not much that you can you can argue with there. So, I, I think I think we've said about all there is to say about this this game without going back and rewatching it. And um, I'm just glad that we're 500 heading into the bye here. It sucks to say, but like, what if our expectations are lower? If our expectations were lower, we'd be happy that Christian Derisaw played a full game. We'd be happy that KJ Osborne scored his first game winning touchdown of his career. We'd be like, okay, our kicker, maybe we can upgrade there, but at least our young players are playing well. And we'd be saying that Kirk Cousins got to go. That's what we'd be saying. So you let me know what your expectations are. Are you trying to see a Super Super Bowl run out of this Vikings team? No, because I don't I, – I mean, personally, I don't think this is a Super Bowl uh, run team. Like, if they got to the Super Bowl, I still think that we would be very, very disappointed that they would just get trampled on. And that's that's where I'm at is is I know it's not a it's not a fair expectation to be Super Bowl or bust, right? Because the team is gonna be uh it's gonna always just be either just good enough to get to the Super Bowl, you might win or lose, um, or they're gonna be middle of the pack, or just bad, right? I think I think the frustration comes with I I feel like this is a middle of the pack type team, and I hate being that kind of team. Because I'd rather just be bad so that I can get good faster, right? Um, I can be in range to get better players, like a really good quarterback or a, that tool on the on either side of the ball that's really going to take this team over the top. Um, but the problem is, is that we keep staying in that 10 to 17 range. And, and I'm just like, that's why we don't improve. That's why we can't get out of the middle of the pack because – because the the teams who went from being not that great to really good really fast were bad for a few years, and then they got good. Um, and the problem is, is that the expectation is always that we're we play like an average team. Our record shows that we're an average team. Um, our quarterback is playing obviously well above average, but at, at some years he's playing really right at that that middle of the road. And the expectation is still Super Bowl. No, like the teams who are making the Super Bowl are like, like really destroying teams, right? Or and when they're playing really good teams, it's a really close game, right? 
it's not like some aberration of like, oh, well, how the hell? Like, that's why we think is it's it's so weird how the Kansas City Chiefs are playing lately. They just got they just got three and three because we have expectations around that team. Right. But for the Vikings, it's like our expectations are Super Bowl, but we don't play like a Super Bowl caliber team. And it's not to say that to only be a Super Bowl caliber team, you have to have a Mahomes or a Jackson or any of those other quarterbacks. It's just to say that this team is clearly a middle of the road team, and well, yes, yes, but I've done that I, I under, argument uh, before. You yeah, do. yeah. I mean, I mean, you do, but like it, the reality of it is, we don't right now. So I would just rather this team just be bad, and then it's like, okay, then my expectations can be just like I want them to be bad so that they can be good, rather than I want them to just come, remain in this average so I can keep having this this uh, this hope that it's ever going to just improve overnight, you know? All right. We talk about the Minneapolis miracle because of the fact that it's like it was a miracle to us, but that's not a good thing. Let me tell you, all right, me being the old man of the group, right? I've been around, my first game was 69. It's been forever since I've been a Vikings fan, right? You get, unfortunately, you get used to this. King of the dipshit teams, Right? We're the worst of the good and the best of the bad. And we're in that upper mediocre range all the but time. We we're we competitive. We don't have to do this right now. We don't part. have to do it every week. We don't have to do it every week. But what I'm we're saying is... We're going to play the good teams. Right. But what I'm saying is you get used to that. And so if you settle, if you change your mindset, right, and get used to it, because yes... I want to get better. I want to win the Super Bowl. I want to dominate. I want a team that goes out there and scores 50 points every game, right? But if you settle for, all right, we are who we are. If we get a good win, right, enjoy it, right? Today was a win. We can enjoy it. Do we expect wins out of the gauntlet? We may get one or two unexpectedly, but most of us don't expect those wins. I disagree. and we're probably I going to shoot ourselves agree. in the foot overall. We always have. For six decades, disagree. we have. I completely disagree. If you're a Vikings fan, let's admit that you have no idea how they're going to show up against the Cowboys. You have no idea. No, you don't. But they may play up. Zimmer tends to play up to better teams. You have no idea how they're going to show up against the Ravens. You have no idea how they're going to show up against the Chargers. You don't know because oh. that's what it means to be a Vikings fan. Right, right, right. I, Every I agree. Every time the Vikings, you expect the Vikings to be good, is the time that they're not good. So, like this, this is a talented team that is still figuring shit out. But don't act like you already know what the so let me, is going to be. Let let me let me kick something back to you, Flip, because I I agree. We do not know how the Vikings will show up against. Um, the, the Ravens or or, or, or or the Cowboys or any of that stuff. But here, let me let me look at it this way. I don't know how the Vikings are going to show up against those teams, but I have a suspicion on how I feel the Cowboys will show up against us. I have a suspicion on how the Ravens will show up against us, right? Because those teams inspire confidence because of the way that they play teams that they that are either just as good as they are or worse than they are, right? When the Ravens face bad teams, they destroy them, right? This season has been has been the case, right? Lamar is playing MVP type type this season, right? Um, 
but the problem is with the Vikings is right now they're in this this range where it's like they're so they're so like um, undependable. They're, they're not. You can't depend yes, on it. Yes. Right, You're and and that's that's depend on it. You're going to be sweating your ass until overtime of a road game in Charlotte. That's what it means to be a Vikings fan. So buckle in and be happy when they surprise you for a win or just I mean I I'm I'm here for we suck and we lost, but we did not lose. We won. We did not suck. We won. And we are now 500 to Dallas and Baltimore after the bye week. There's and life. we're going to give it our best and it's going to be a close game. And they're going to either win or lose. It's not going to be a if you're projecting a 14 point blowout against the Cowboys, fine. But that's not what I'm projecting. I'm projecting the team that's going to show up. Can I guarantee they're going to win? No. But they play these teams tight. They're going to fight through every game they have this year. And I went back and I looked what's the most one score games the Vikings have played in their history? They played 13 games. 13 one-score games in a single season during the the 1999 season, and they ended up 10 and, 10 and 6 that year. They won a playoff game against the Cowboys. The problem I have is that Vikings fans don't think that's possible. They don't think that this team is geared to win one-score games. Are you kidding me? We've played, we've played five one-score games. What other team in the NFL is more equipped to win one-score games than we are right now? We're taking lessons from this. We're going to capitalize on it and believe. Believe that they can. That's with, all I'm saying. With that final note, before we go off on our ways, Yinka, one last word? Uh, yes, one score games against bad teams. That's not the same as one score games against good teams. Hey, we'll I hopefully mean, have I, one I just, score I'm, games against good teams and win two. I'll take it any way I can get it. A W's a W. Yeah. Now, here, here's what I will say. I will agree with Flip. The, the game against the Cardinals game, that was a fun game to watch, right? And I do think the Cardinals are a good football team. We'll just have to see in the next couple weeks. We'll see against the Cowboys. We'll see against the Ravens what this team looks at, you know, so. Matt, you've been quiet most of the night. What's your final words? Man, you know, we're going into the bye week. We're 500. I said it earlier. Let, let's just be happy um, and, and and just take this week to re-energize ourselves because it's going to be a long season. Uh, I don't think this team is going to make it easy on us, and I, I feel like we got a few more games like this uh, uh, down the stretch. So just just buckle in, folks. It's it's going to be a wild finish. Flip. Uh, I just I just want to say keep the faith. You know, we went in this game saying either win or everybody gets fired. We won, so now you got to strap up. I'm not going to say it's going to be all peaches and roses. It's clearly not going to be. But you better be buckled up at this point. If you're not, if you're expecting ease, if you're expecting a Vikings team to easily do things, no, we're going to win these hard games. That's why you're a Vikings fan, to watch them win these hard games. You should be on a vegan diet because you're going to have heart attacks every second and third quarter <laughs> for the rest of the year. All right? 
That's what alcohol's for. Paleo, that's what I'm saying. So buckle up because we have so many more of these types of wins to look forward to. All right. With that, next week, obviously, there won't be a final score because we're on the bye. Uh, there will be other offerings guaranteed tomorrow night. CTP will come at you with uh, CTP Mondays, Tuesday. It will come at you within the huddle. Wednesday, Matt, unless there's taking something. taking a bye week. We're taking yep, a bye week. They're taking a bye week. Unless something pops up. Thursday, Flip, do you plan on? No, you don't plan on because Eric's on the road. No, here, here Yankee and I are going to do a show on Wednesday night. On Wednesday? <laughs> or on Thursday? I just made do it up hot right takes. now. Oh, I'm cool. Like, I'll be I'm there. Like Kirk Cousins before a third and and fifteen. Maybe we'll come up short, but we're gonna try. Okay, if you're there, that's fine. Saturday, two old bloggers will be taking it off. I got to go to a Renaissance fair and look at people dressed up as Vikings. Um, and then we'll start all over the following week to get ready for the Cowboys game. What do we all say? Skull Vikes. I like. I love the discussion. Skull Vikes! Not be watching any other post game show because this is the best one. You got that (laughs) right. See you guys. Have a great week. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell. And if you're listening on your favorite aggregator, make sure you rate us. And always feel free to join the conversation here at Climbing the Pocket. Skull, everybody.